he's got the best, quirkiest sense of humor. And all of his teachers say the same thing. Like, once you meet him, uh, you just fall in love with him. And he has this different sense of the world and how he looks at it. And it's definitely changed our perception on how we look at the world, as well as just even how people treat Ramsey and how we look at the world. And now we have a son with special needs, and now we look at how people treat other people. And we try to lead by example and at least give kindness wherever we go because we just don't know what somebody is dealing with. The month of April has been designated as Autism Awareness Month. What better way to learn more about autism than to speak to a parent who is dealing with autism right in their own home? So I caught up with Jackie Coop. She's a resident of Mitchell, Manitoba, and she shared her story about autism. Well, my nine-year-old son, Ramsey, has autism, and it's not... It's it's such a vast spectrum that um, it's not something that people necessarily realize is right in front of them. Okay, so when did you discover uh, Ramsey was autistic? Well, he got his official diagnosis last year. Um, I kind of suspected since he was two. However, any time I did any of the online quizzes uh, trying to see if he was, it never came up as anything Um, It wasn't until he was in school um, that I went to uh, the social worker through the Hanover School Division, and um, they sent me to his doctor, which I gave what we were going through, and she immediately said, yes, that's autism. And then we had to go through about two years of uh, therapies and tests and um, just being analyzed by, by different therapists until last year we got, finally got his official diagnosis. Wow, that's a long process. It is a very long process. It's not something that's um, necessarily easy to diagnose. No, so I know it's, it looks different for everybody. What were you seeing that made you wonder? Um, well, he, after raising two older sons... Um, he certainly was different, and um, it was very difficult in the beginning. Uh, like, the typical for autism would be people go, well, they're not making eye contact. They start to, at two, they start to lose speech and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that with Ramsey. Ramsey was still hitting all of his milestones in that. It's just that he was having difficulty socially. Um, he wasn't fitting in. There were things that he wasn't... Um, doing that other kids would be doing. Uh, Plus, he had meltdowns. And, you know, at two, we thought, okay, temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. Three, well, threes are usually worse than two. Um, But as as he got older, it just didn't stop. And at four, we thought, well, maybe it's his personality, and maybe school will help. And when we got to school, and we would be having meltdowns going to school in the morning, something would trigger him, and he... Kindergarten, kindergarten was only half days, and we would only get there halfway through the morning because mm. something would trigger him, and he would just collapse on the floor, and that would be it. And it was getting very difficult to parent him, um, especially knowing what I had with my older two boys. I just I was out of ideas on what to do with him to get him to make it through the day without having meltdowns. Right. Wow. 
Okay. So I, like, as I said, it's different for everybody. So that's been your experience with it. I know others have different experience with it. Where is he at now? What's, what's Ramsey, Ramsey doing with? really well. Um, we um, plan his day um, pretty, mm. pretty well. Um, like we don't, we try not to spring anything on him. Uh, it still takes a lot of work uh, in the mornings. Uh, we're up an hour and a half before he has to be at school so that he has plenty of time to do everything he needs to take his medications, get dressed in that. If um, we happen to be running uh, behind, something will trigger him if he's rushed too much and we will have a meltdown, which delays everything. Um, but he hasn't had those. Uh, he's in grade four now, and he hasn't had those... Um, a lot this year. I think he's only had two, whereas in kindergarten and grade one, we were having them almost every other day. Hmm. Um, so I, it helps that um, he can articulate a lot better um, what he's feeling. Um, and if he's if something's triggered him, he might not be able to say what's triggered him, but he's like, I'm triggered, and he's having a moment. Um, he wasn't, before he was actually diagnosed with it, and we didn't know what he was dealing with, we didn't know how to articulate what he was going through. Now he can say, I'm, I'm triggered, and, and I need a moment, and which mm. is huge, huge for us. I bet. I bet. So it, it, as he matures and ages, for him, he's, he's grasping this. Yeah, he understands a little bit more. He understands that we've, we've told him that his brain is just wired a little differently um, than other people's and that he needs different things to process the day and he needs time. And, and he's really good at letting us know certain things. Um, but uh, with autism, there's, always, there's also very common traits, which is he obsesses about things and he... Um, a lot of times people with autism also have other disorders like anxiety and stuff like that, which is what he also has as well. So he, we also have to deal with all of his anxiety um, during the day, um, things that might, might um, just make him very anxious. Um, one of those things is like he doesn't go to the bathroom at all during school. Um, he, do, he can't stand uh, loud flushing industrial toilets and he can't stand um, hand dryers. Oh. So he he goes to the bathroom before he goes to school, and then he comes home and immediately goes to the bathroom because he just cannot make himself go into the bathroom at school. Wow, that's interesting. Interesting to hear what some of those things are. What kind of misconceptions do you see regarding autism and just the general public? Well, I found when um, he was having meltdowns in public, and that I was people always assume that it's a bad kid. Um, and you know what? I, to be honest, I probably made those same judgments, too, before I had a child with autism. Um, now when I go into public and I see a kid melting down, I'm no longer quick to judge saying uh, that that kid's just misbehaving. That kid might be on sensory overload. That, ki that mom might be having a day, and that might be the only time she was able to get out. People don't realize that kids... Kids aren't just misbehaving anymore. It looks like misbehaving, but it's for them, it's sensory overload. They're being triggered by something, a smell, uh, uh, something in their sight, uh, a, even a feeling. Uh, Randy, uh, Randy, Ramsey can't, um, doesn't wear certain clothes. He likes sweatpants and that. He likes elastic bands because things with buttons bother him. 
So, you know, if a kid's in a clothing store and something's put on him that they don't like, they're going to have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen, I, I have a lot more sympathy for parents now when I see meltdowns out in public. Um, also, another myth that, that people think is that um, they're either really gifted, that he has like this special gift. We haven't found he has a special gift. He's really good with numbers, mm-hmm. but so are my other kids. Um, just because he has autism doesn't mean he's this savant. He's right. a regular kid. He does his schoolwork, and they have um, kids with autism have the same skills and difficulties as as a lot of people. Right, right. Well, that's uh, I'm. I like hearing the insight from a parent who's in the trenches with this. What have you learned about yourself and and Ramsey and your whole family through this diagnosis? Well, Ramsey certainly makes us look at the world differently. Um, he he sees things um, more colorful. He also sees things black and white, um, where if you say, I'm trying to think of an example, um, that if there's there's a mis, uh, injustice in the world or something like that, to him it's a black and white issue. Mm-hmm. Like why, you know, if people aren't getting along, why can't they get just get along? Why why is this a problem, right? Right. Where um, all of us would think, overanalyze it and stuff like that. For him, a lot of things are just very black and white. This is how it is and this is what we do. Right, he's very truthful. Um, he doesn't he doesn't hide his feelings that way. And so you have to be prepared that um, even if you don't want to hear the truth, he will tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't lie. Um, so w- our our family is very open with um, discussions and and what we talk about now because we can't hide it. Um, and he's got. Um, He's got the best, quirkiest sense of humor, and all of his teachers say the same thing. Like once you, once you meet him, and you just fall in love with him, and he just, he he has this different sense of just the world and how he looks at it, and it's definitely changed our perception on how we look at the world, as well as just even how people treat Ramsey and how we look at the world. And we didn't have to think of that before. Now we have a, a son with special needs, and now we look at how people treat other people. Right. And we try to be, we try to lead by example and at least give kindness wherever we go because we just don't know what somebody is dealing with. Right. So this is the team effort here. This is the whole family experiencing this. Absolutely. Our kids have all felt. Um, any of the the issues with autism, the good and the bad. Um, I, my other three kids, um, definitely, there were times where they got kind of pushed aside because we, especially when we didn't know what we were dealing with with Ramsey, that takes a lot of time mm-hmm. out of our day. And so um, they had to learn how to be self-sufficient and stuff like that. And unfortunately, too, um, there's certain places we don't ever go. There's certain restaurants we don't go eat at because Ramsey refuses to eat that food. It'll send him into a meltdown. He likes routine. He likes his his normal places. And so you kind of stick to that. As he's gotten older, we've gotten a little bit more adventurous, and mm-hmm. he's he's 
testing things a little bit more. But when he was little, we didn't dare do anything that he wasn't familiar with because we just didn't want to deal with a meltdown. And that affected our kids because we didn't get to try things that they wanted to do. Right. But you've now have a household of people that are very other-centered. Yes. Yes. I find that my my kids are definitely, um, they're more open to to talking to people uh, with, with, that are different than themselves and just being kind because they know what it's like to have a brother who doesn't have a lot of friends and doesn't necessarily, um, he's not very social, and so they try to include him in a lot of things, and that brings out um, the best in them as well. Right, right. So what, what advice or insight would you give to a family that maybe has recently received an autism diagnosis in their child? Um, one, I would say, first of all, it's okay to mourn hmm. um, when you get that diagnosis. The day that I have got the official diagnosis for Ramsey, I cried. Hmm. Um, it's not, and it's okay to cry because nobody gives birth to a child and says, oh, well, one day I hope they have autism. Right. We don't ever expect to have those challenges in with our kids. And, but that day I cried. I cried tears of sadness and I cried tears of joy because I was mourning the child that I thought I was going to have, but I was, I was happy that I knew what I was dealing with now. Hmm. And, and it's, it's a, a mix of emotions. And I would also say that just to, you are your child's advocate. Um, only you know what your child is going through. Um, they don't, when they go to therapists and stuff like that, those therapists are only getting a glimpse into your life. And your kid could be acting on their best behavior that day. You have to be their advocate because you see what they are 24-7. And you need to push for the resources and you need to push for the help. And if you're not getting it from one place, go to another place because, um, especially in in our medical system, things get very overloaded very quickly. So it, you don't want to get put on the back burner. So you need to just be your kid's voice, especially with some um, autism children. They don't, they don't have a voice. They don't speak. So you need to be their advocate for them. Wow. Right. And, and so you're fighting for your kid. Absolutely. I, you know what, I fight for... For him every day, like now, he's coming from elementary into middle school this next year, and it's scary. Mm. We're going from an, a very familiar world where the, the teachers and the staff love him dearly into a world where nobody knows him yet. Mm-hmm. And it makes me nervous, and it makes him nervous, And but I'm pushing for the the elementary school to help us with the transition into the middle school so that we can have a seamless transition or as seamless as we possibly can in the new year. But I have to push that because they're not going to necessarily um, just say, okay, this is what we're doing. I have to push because they're dealing with other special needs kids in the school. And if I don't, if I don't speak up for him, he's not going to get the help that he needs. Right. So you're fighting for your kid, making plans. Yep. Awesome. Always. Awesome. What I didn't ask you, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question. What is your hope for Ramsey? Um, 
I hope that that he can be um, an active, productive member of society in what area and and how that looks like. I'm not sure yet because until he gets to high school and we can see where he's at um, emotionally and socially and stuff like that, I don't know where he's going to be in in school. Um, My husband and I have always prepped that he may live with us for the rest of our lives. We, We have to be prepared for that. But our hope is that we can help him get to the point where he can live on his own and that he can have a a perfectly, quote-unquote, normal life, Mm -hmm. Um, just like every other person that one day he can get married and have kids. And he talks about that. And and we want, if that's what he wants, that's what we want for him. We just want him to be happy and to be healthy and... um, to be respected in this world and to, to be respectful back. Hmm. I like that. What, what three words would you use to describe Ramsey? Uh, funny, <laughs> uh, sensitive, and incredibly loving. Those are three great character qualities to have. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I can't... You know, I I see, I I read on a lot of forums and stuff like that, that there's so many moms who don't get I love you's from their their kids. Mm. And it makes me very sad. But I am very thankful that I get that every day from my kid. He's able to articulate that and say that. And I'm very blessed that where he is on the spectrum, that that I get that. Because he's, he's one of the most loving kids I have ever met. Oh, I think that's a perfect way to end this conversation. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, Jackie. You're welcome. I I hope it helps somebody. Like uh, autism is so vast and it's, there's, there's not one kid that is exactly the same. There's, there are, they're completely different right across the board. So, um, but hopefully some of our experiences will help somebody else. Um, even take that first step to going, maybe I should get them checked out. Right. And that's where the advocacy begins, right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because had I not um, gone to the social worker and then had been recommended to um, our doctor and stuff like that to say that we're having issues, um, I don't know where we'd be. Because when when he was having all those behavioral issues, I didn't think to talk to my doctor because it was behavior. I thought it was my Mm. parenting. Oh. Right? And so when I talked to the social worker at the school, then she said, yep, these are, I see lots of red flags. I want you to go to your doctor with these keywords. This is what I want you to say to her. And then she stopped and said, you are a good parent. Oh, that I'm getting a little bit of chill just hearing you say that. Was there like a huge sense of relief there on that Absolutely, aspect? Absolutely, because you think that you are just failing your child all the time because you don't know what what's wrong or what's what's triggering him, and it's it's just very very tiring. It's and there would be days where after a meltdown, I would call the school and I'd say, "I'm coming in with Ramsey," and I would pull into the bus loop, and the his teacher would come and grab him and say, "I'll call you later," and I would cry all the way home because it was just a rough morning again. Yeah. 
And so to hear that, you know what, you are doing a good job, even though it doesn't feel like it, is, is it's good to hear. Mm-hmm. You still don't feel like you're doing a good job, but at least somebody's recognizing that you are doing it, that, that it's, you're not alone in all this. Right. Right. And you are not alone, Jackie. The fact that you share this stuff, your experience with other people is making things a little bit easier for others who are maybe going through the same thing. And for us to hear uh, what people's experiences are like, we get to share in that, right? And come to a better understanding. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. You're welcome. Thanks for, for asking me to.